Welcome back to Pancreas Pals, a podcast by diabetics for diabetics. I'm Emily, a writer and editor. And I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. We're just two women trying to live our best diabetic lives. While it might not always be easy due to the literal highs and lows, it always helps to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hello, and welcome to Pancreas Pals. I'm Miriam, a licensed mental health counselor. And I'm Emily, a writer and editor. We're just two type 1 diabetic ladies trying to live our best lives. It's not always easy with the literal highs and lows, but it does help to have a Pancreas Pal to turn to. Hey guys, welcome to Pancreas Pals. Emily here, and this week's very special guest is Lindsay of the Toasted Pine Nut, the amazing food blogger, Instagrammer, and now developer owner situation of Good and Gooey. Welcome, Lindsay. Hello. Thanks so much for having me. We're so excited to have you on. I've been a huge fan for quite some time now. Your recipes make my blood sugar stay in a beautiful line on my Dexcom graph. And also they're delicious, which is few and far between in the low glycemic index world. So, so excited to be able to have you on and discuss all of your fun cooking. Uh, I'm so pumped to be here and talk about all the delicious good food that keeps your blood sugar in line. (laughs) I think that um, for those listening, definitely go check out her Instagram at the toasted pine nut and at good and gooey. Um, You'll have to see what I'm talking about slash check some of my Instagram stories. I basically make a new recipe every week. Um, The hot cocoa cookies are one of my all-time favorites. And also you really can't go wrong with any of the shortbread recipes. My, I just made the chocolate dipped. I don't remember what the name is. I I just made those and I had to make them twice. My boyfriend literally ate the entire first batch that night. So... (laughs) I love um, hearing that. Yeah, no, it's definitely, I've always been a big believer that food brings people together. And I love that your recipes are so inclusive. You have something for the celiacs or the gluten-free people, the low glycemic index, the picky eaters. Like it's definitely things that kids and picky adults will still eat and love and have no clue that it's better for you. Yeah. I feel like that's what it's all about is making food that everybody can eat and, um, my husband has type 1 diabetes, and that was really where it all came from, was finding food that he could eat, but also that we could both enjoy together. Plus, I have two kids that are picky eaters, so I'm trying to please a lot of people here. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine. Um, so do you want to take us through a little bit about the start of the toasted pine nut, like when you started and what your goal was when you first delved into it? For sure. So I started six years ago. Um, which sounds so crazy. I like don't know. It feels like I've been doing it forever, but it also feels like where did these six years go, you know? Um, it started with a diagnosis. So my husband was diagnosed with type 1 diabetes when he was 24, almost 25. Um, and it, you know, as diagnoses sometimes are, it was a huge shock um, and lifestyle change for us. And so it was... Um, I was having a hard time finding recipes online that kind of fit his new dietary needs, but also fit my taste buds and his taste buds and finding foods that we could kind of enjoy together. And so that's kind of where the idea of the toasted pine nut came. I just wanted to create foods that um, people could enjoy and more specifically be diabetic friendly. 
Um, and so that's really where it started. It started out very much as like a diabetic friendly food blog. And then what I realized is it wasn't just people with diabetes coming to the Twisted Pina. It was um, people with celiac or gluten-free or just people that wanted lightened up healthier alternatives um, or people that just wanted to incorporate modern ingredients into their recipes and into their meals. Um, and so, yeah, here we are six years later, still putting out recipes and um, I love it. That's wild. Six years. I, I think that is my, yeah, I've been diabetic for six years. So that's right around the time that I was diagnosed. Um, I'm really bad at math, but for those <laughs> listening, we always have some, uh, some fellow opinionated type ones out there. And I do want to stipulate, obviously type ones can eat anything, but when we say diabetes friendly, this is easier on the blood sugars. It's, it's more maintainable. Why is English hard for me today? That is the only language I speak. Um, but basically what I'm saying is, uh, Lindsay uses amazing low glycemic ingredients like almond flour, tapioca flour, and, you know, coconut sugar, things that are more natural that have an easier response, an easier glucose response. So they definitely do have carbs, um, not, but it's going to be a fraction of the carbs that you're seeing in a typical recipe or in some, like a store-bought situation. So for sure. That's my little disclaimer. That's the thing. I think originally I was like trying to make recipes that were super low carb. And then I realized that's not really how we eat. Um, We just wanted to make, you know, meals that were low glycemic and kind of kept my husband at like a steady level. Um, So, yeah. hundred percent. Quick question. Was he, were you guys together when he was diagnosed or like, yeah, we got married um, pretty young at 24. And so it was right before our first wedding anniversary. Um, (laughs) happy anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. Okay. That's, that's, uh, that's really interesting. I feel like we're seeing, or at least the more people I talk to through pancreas pals, through JDRF beyond type one, the more people I'm finding were diagnosed later on like me, which is weird because we were just discussing this briefly. It's a, it's a, it's a little bit unheard of, um, and a little bit more unique, I think, but yeah. he's so lucky that you're, uh, you're out there testing out these, these recipes. Oh, he does loves he have it. any, he loves I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, does he have any, like, does he have requests ever? Does he have any like recommendations for things for you? Or is it more like you're the, you're the mastermind and he just eats it all up? For the most part, it's very much just like me making whatever I want to eat and he kind of benefits from it. But there was one, I guess like a couple months ago, he's like, you know, it'd be really great (laughs) put in some requests for some like energy bars and granola bars. So yeah, granola bars are notoriously difficult for us. Something about like, I don't know, I think all the different types of oats and then usually there's a lot of added sugar in them. So I I second his request. (laughs) All right, I'll work on it. <laughs> no, no, I'm sure you have plenty. <laughs> Which kind of leads me to my next question. How do you come up with all of these recipes? I mean, six years worth of recipes in coming up and refreshing things and just new recipes seems wild to me. How do you source that? Yeah, a lot of it is seasonal for me. So I get very inspired by what's fresh, you know, as far as like ingredients that are available during the seasons, but also holidays. So right now I'm obviously very into holiday cookies and Christmas time and gingerbread. Um, and then I went hard into pumpkin or a couple months ago, you know, 
Um, the seasons really inspire me a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, when I used to go out to restaurants back in the day, <laughs> BT, quarantine, um, you know, I was inspired by flavors and dishes that I, you know, tried at restaurants and things like that. So I think um, seasons for sure. And also just always keeping an, I guess, a taste bud. I was going to say keep an eye out, but <laughs> keeping a taste <laughs> bud out to new flavors and, uh, you know, new dishes that maybe um, lead you down like a certain path that you otherwise wouldn't wouldn't go down, you know? Right. Very cool. Um Okay, so another question for you, and this I feel like I'm just asking you all the things that I've <laughs> I've been wondering about. Um, but from a cooking perspective, what are some of the the top ingredients that you tend to reach for to keep things more of a low glycemic index? Yeah, so I I love coconut sugar. Um, I know some people have issues with it. It's not always low glycemic for everybody or depending on the quantity that you use. Um, but coconut sugar is one of my favorites, especially in baked goods. Um, I just love how it's like a caramely taste. It's kind of like a brown sugar almost without having to do like a traditional granular brown sugar. Um, almond flour, I'm a big fan of just like nut-based flours, like almond flour or cashew flour. Um, yeah, those two. I also, as far as like a sticky sweetener, I, I like agave nectar because it's low glycemic also. Um, yeah. yeah, you definitely opened up my eyes to agave. I never used it before and now it's a pantry staple for me. Okay. <laughs> it, it's so good. And um, just like I've, I've added it to my matches that I make at home and things like that, that I just in, in the place of honey. And it's just, even though I think the carb count might be slightly higher technically than honey, it's a lot easier on my blood sugar. Yeah. Um, everybody's different, but it's, uh, things like almond flour were things that I were, were thing and coconut sugar were things that I was afraid to use before. If I didn't just see it in a recipe, you know, obviously, right. A lot of these things aren't necessarily one-to-one substitutes. So having a resource like yours is so great for a lot of people in the community because you are providing this, you know, this is how it's meant to be made, which brings me to Good and Gooey because now you are you are selling packaged mixes, which is so exciting for those people that are a little bit, uh, I don't want to say anxious or scared, but who are who are dipping their toes in the toasted pine nut uh, recipe repertoire yeah I am so excited about my baking mixes it's something that I've been thinking about and working on for some time now um I'm somebody that like grew up on Giardelli brownie mixes and I loved yes. it as like a kid me and my brother could just make them my mom like had barely had to supervise us you know um and so I just <laughs> love how easy and approachable baking mixes are um and what I was finding with people that um, don't cook with almond, fl- don't bake with almond flour, or coconut sugar. They don't want to necessarily make an investment in like a big bag of almond flour. And so I thought it would be really fun to just make prepackaged, you know, almond flour and coconut sugar and the things that you need to make really delicious decadent desserts um, without having to like buy a big bag of almond flour that's going to sit in your pantry. And then you're like, what do I do with this? You know? So, just keep um, making macaroons. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
Um, so yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's been so fun being in the kitchen, making um, the baking mixes and sending them out to people. It's people are really um, excited about it. And so I'm like, it puts the biggest smile on my face whenever I get an order. That's that's so cool. Everyone head to at Good and Gooey and you can order your own today. I Right now there are two types of cookie skillets available, but I think potentially more to come. Yeah, for sure. Right now we have the chocolate chip cookie skillet and then the double chocolate brownie skillet. Um, and I think those are going to be the main two that are always there. And then I think um, hopefully we're going to add some more, especially uh, I would love to do seasonal ones during um, like, you know, the holidays and stuff. Sorry, I'm in New York City. <laughs> this is like, uh, for those, yeah, for those who think New York is dead, my apartment is here to tell you that you are wrong. Um, yeah, I usually try to to time my recording times where things are a little bit more quiet. But after all the snow we got, it's kind of been in and out in terms of the fact that I live across from the fire department. So, <laughs> not to interrupt you there. I like it. Um, so yeah, hopefully we'll add some more baking mixes, uh, some seasonal, you know, limited edition ones as well. But I'm really excited. That's so exciting. I'll have to make some and bring it over to the fire department once, once, that's, <laughs> once that's allowed yeah. um, for sure. But also, can you tell everyone a little bit about the packaging? I think this is like a huge sell for me and definitely for a lot of our listeners who are more environmentally friendly. For sure. So something that I'm really proud of is um, the packaging that the baking mixes come in. So they are, it, it looks like a brown pouch kind of, but it's compostable. Um, and so as soon as you're done making your baking mix, you can just throw it in your compost bin um, and it's made from 100% compostable materials. And also all the packaging that we ship out with is also recyclable. So I really wanted to be like environmentally conscious and just um, aware of the footprint and the impact that our baking mixes had. Um, and so this is for sure one way that we are um, trying to be more environmentally friendly. Which is very refreshing. It's uh, It's what we all need in 2020, something to to help us better the world without even really needing to leave your apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so, which is what we should all be doing. Um, I'll get off my soapbox, but <laughs> I think that the packaging looks so cool. How did you come up with the name good and gooey in the graphic? I think it's all just very modern and sleek. Thank you. So good and gooey. Um, for a while I was thinking, do I want to just do toasted pine nut baking mixes? But there was something about just how, good and gooey the baking mixes are you know like the skillet itself I mean I personally like really undercooked underbaked desserts but you can definitely bake it more if you're not so into the gooeyness um but I just felt like I needed more descriptors of how good and gooey these cookie skillets are um and so it just felt like as soon as good and gooey popped in my head it just I was like that's it that has to be it um and so, yeah. Oh, and as far as designing the packaging, I worked with uh, Tyler. Um, shoot, I forget her last name. Blinderman, Tyler Blinderman, who uh, designed the packaging for me. So I, I'm so happy with how it turned out. I think it's so cute. It's so cool. And the fact that it's on such or in, in such an environmentally friendly medium, it just shows that you don't need to uh, sacrifice things for the environment to have very cool packaging. Yeah. So 
Very cool on that. Um, I'm just like rapid firing questions at you right now. No, I think that, um, I mean, like I'm getting to the point where now I'm just like, I've trying to decide what's next on my baking list. So, um, if you could share a little bit about what you have coming up, obviously not giving away anything in particular, but like, if you're going to be focusing more on desserts or like, what's your process for that? Are you like, I'll do one appetizer and one dessert this week and then come out with a recipe next week for something else? For um, recipes on the toasted pine nut? Yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I switched. <laughs> um, so I've been focusing a lot on desserts. I think right now, especially everybody's home baking and the holiday, everybody wants like some extra decadence and deliciousness. Um, so I'm pretty focused on desserts. But as far as my process for um, coming up, probably like once a month in the beginning of the month, I decide what I want to what recipes I want to try. And I usually keep it kind of loose. So I'll have like maybe six recipes that I'm I'm for sure. I want to test these. I want to get these out. Um, But then I kind of just go with creatively what I'm feeling. So if something just pops in my head while I'm developing another recipe, I'll write it down and try, you know, and try to um, develop that another day. Um, So I kind of like to keep it a little fluid. So I have some structure as to what I for sure want to try to get on the blog and develop. Um, And then I try to keep it a little fluid to allow some creative juices to, um, to, to work. And, you know, I can get other things out that are just, that just feel right. Um, But yeah, so like in January, I probably won't be doing as many desserts because people kind of focus more on, um, you know, new beginnings and healthier choices and things like that. I'm still always going to be, you know, a sweet tooth at heart. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely going to be tons of desserts, um, but I may just throw, you know, a couple more savory ones in there to go along with them. Awesome. I mean, I know for me, I, uh, most people listening already know this, but so I work for Martha Stewart and the, the amount of recipes that I find myself making are almost always desserts. I mean, I love her entire repertoire, but I'm just such a sweet tooth kind of gal that yeah. it's like, it's a shame because there are thousands upon thousands of recipes, but I always go to like the same two or three. And then with your recipes, I will try, I hope my boss isn't listening to this. With your <laughs> recipes, I just try them all because they're, I just find it so much easier for me to, uh, to calculate everything. And there's always plenty of fiber and protein. And it's, uh, I also love, love, love peanut butter and almond butter. And that's like, I feel like the core of a lot of your recipes. Yeah. So I don't know if I can live without peanut butter. (laughs) I know. I feel for anyone listening who has a nut allergy. I'm sorry. I'm sure there are plenty of recipes available for you. (laughs) I know you you use some tapioca flour and some oat flour sometimes. So all uh, all hope isn't lost. But I'm definitely a nut butter fan through and through. I know. You know what? I love recipes that are customizable to the individual person so I love peanut butter but I'm always calling out other subs for people so let's say you can't do peanut butter but you could do tahini or you could do sun butter so I'm always trying to give people options all about those options so um, if you read through like a, a recipe and you see an ingredient that you are like oh bummer I can't have that if it doesn't say it in the blog post you know like oh this would be a good sub 
you can shoot me a DM or an email and I'm all about trying to find you, you know, something that works. Very true. And I, you do usually list like a million, not a million things, but quite a few <laughs> different options. Yeah. And you're like, don't try this if it'll affect the, the outcome of the recipe, which is nice because I'm also the type of person that's like, oh, I want to put my own spin on this. Why don't I add this or do this? And sometimes you'll call it out and I'll be like, thank you. Thank you for telling me not to do that. Um, I will stick to this type of direction. But what's great about most of these desserts is you can, you know, I'll, I'll make uh, like the is it the beet brown I'll make some kind of brownie but I can add in like peanut butter chocolate chip or peanut butter chips mm. they're not chocolate chips you know like things yeah. like that to to customize it for my sister's birthday because I know she loves peanut butter and chocolate as much as I do it's it's those little things that you can customize that don't sacrifice the integrity of the recipe that I think make a huge difference for sure yeah yeah what are Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say everybody has different tastes. And so maybe I love tons of peanut butter, but somebody else might want something that's just pure chocolate. So I always love to give options like, listen, I love peanut butter. You don't have to love peanut butter. (laughs) Do you, you know, you're missing out. You do. you. (laughs) (laughs) What are some of your kids' favorite recipes that you make? Oh my God. Well, they're very into the desserts. They're going through a picky phase, which I'm not thrilled about, (laughs) but the desserts they will always try. So I just put some like cosmic brownies on my site, um, which is like a brownie layer with like a chocolate frosting and then colorful candies on top. And it went through like three different batches of me trying to get the recipe right. And I put out, I did a taste test with my son and I put out like batch one, batch two, batch three, tell me which is your favorite and why. And so he like did it so like scientific. He was like, took a bite, put it down. (laughs) It was so cute. That's adorable. How old are they? They are six and eight. Oh, okay. So they're like still at the age where they're totally willing to do this. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, not that they wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, so also my mom's a chef and she, growing up, she didn't really create her own recipes. So I, that was the one thing is I didn't get to taste test a lot of things. She used to have her own restaurant, but like that was before I was born. So, cause I'm, I'm like telling you my life history. Yeah. I'm also a twin and I have an older sister. So she was like, this is a lot with three kids and, you know, working in a restaurant is no oh, easy feat. Sure. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, I'm always jealous when people get to, to have some of the taste testing. I know at Martha, we get to taste test a lot from the test kitchen when they're doing new recipes, which is great. But I'm like, mom, it's, you know, it's different when your mom's making it. It just tastes better automatically. Yeah. So I'm like still like, can you please just create a recipe so I can taste test it? Yeah, she needs to go back through all those recipes that she made for the restaurant and make like a recipe book for you and your sister. She actually is doing that. She <laughs> she has. She's so yeah, she's uh she's also like so supportive. So she's definitely listening to this. Hi mom, love you. Yeah. Um, but she and when I told her I was gonna be talking to you, she was so excited. She's Aww. she's the cutest. Um Yeah, she already followed you on Instagram. I was like, Mom, why are you cooler than, like, most people? (laughs) Yeah, if you see Dad's Gold, that's my mom. But um, And her store was called Dad's Delicious because that's her maiden name. It's hilarious. But It's awesome. Yeah, because now it's, like, it's just hilarious. But moral of, she has her own Instagram where she does 
she cooks dinner for my dad like every night and we'll take a picture of what she's making and then like hashtag cooking for Nathan, kind of like Ina Gardens, ha- like cooking for um, her husband. It's so cute. And um, because obviously my parents are empty nesters and have been for a while. So they're just like chilling. Yeah. It's the whole thing's hilarious. But that's like my life story. Um, more about the toasted pine. <laughs> no, I like learning about you. Oh, thanks. Uh, welcome to the podcast where I usually only discuss my diabetes. But um, there are more to people than their illnesses. That's sure. for true. Yeah. Um, which kind of brings me to my final question, the gluten-free aspect of the toasted pine nut. Can you discuss yeah. that a little bit? Yeah. So that's something that kind of, it, it came, it just evolved naturally. So I'm not gluten-free. Um, so if I go to a restaurant or if I have a slice of pizza, I'm, I'm fine. Um, I was making, you know, as I said, I use a lot of almond flour. I use a lot of nut flours and just things that are naturally gluten-free. And about a year into my website, people started like sending me emails or messages like, is this gluten-free? And I'm like, uh, I don't know. And I kind of just Googled what is gluten-free. <laughs> right. Um, I realized that I cook mainly gluten-free. Um, and so I just started hashtagging like, you know, gluten-free recipe because that's what it was. Um, and so it kind of evolved naturally that my website is also a gluten, mainly naturally gluten-free, um, you know, recipe site. So That's definitely awesome. Yeah, it's cool because, you know, it's not something that like, you know, I'm not gluten-free. My family is, is, it's not a gluten-free household, but it's just something that evolved naturally that um, it just happens to be how we eat and how we cook. Um, And I'm thankful that, you know, I'm also helping people by giving them recipes that maybe they actually need, you know, celiac or people that... um, are gluten-free or dairy-free or whatever it may be. Right. And there are plenty of opportunities with your recipes to be vegan as well, which I think it's just so inclusive. Like we spoke about at the beginning, there's something for everyone. Um, So if you're listening and you're like, wow, I'm hungry because I don't know about you, but I'm always hungry. Definitely go check out at the toasted pine nut on Instagram and good and gooey on Instagram and be sure you order some of those cookie skillets today. They're going fast. I hear. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for letting me pick your brain about all things toasted pine nut and good and gooey and finding out all the info about your husband and adorable children. I really appreciate it. I know how busy 2020 is in general, so I'm going to wrap this up now, but Thank you so much, Lindsay. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I loved learning about you and <laughs> adding the toasted pine nut and goody gooey. And, um, and yeah, it was great talking to you. You too. So I'm going to do my little wrap up spiel where I tell everyone to follow us on everything. So okay. hold with, hold on with me for a second. Okay. <laughs> so definitely go check out Lindsay and all of her amazing food at the toasted pine nut on Instagram and at good and gooey check out our page at pancreas underscore pals on Instagram on Facebook or pancreas pals pp slide into our dms our emails are always open we love hearing from you guys and we are so excited for our next season which is going to be coming up very soon so thank you guys so much for listening thanks again Lindsay for being a great guest and everyone go check out the toasted pine nut you won't be sorry All right. Have a great week. Thank you.